Welcome to Career and Leadership Real Talk, the no-nonsense guide for ambitious managers who want to have more impact and progress their career. I'm Pamela Langan, a job search coach and expert CV writer specialising in helping frustrated professionals land the jobs and pay rises they know they deserve. And I'm Jackie Jagger, a leadership and mindset coach specialising in helping newly promoted and new to role leaders to avoid the dickhead trap and lead with confidence. Between us, we've helped hundreds of leaders and managers to find new roles, take ownership of their careers, and handle the challenges that job searches and leadership responsibility inevitably bring. And now we're joining forces to share with you what we know has worked for our clients. Hello, we have got a belter for you today. If you are in job search mode, we are going to be mining Pam's brain for all of her job search secrets around how to set your LinkedIn profile up at the start of your job search. And this, I have to say, is an episode that I wish I could have listened to back when I was employed, because what I know now about LinkedIn and how to use it versus what I knew then is immeasurably different and I just kind of felt like I had a LinkedIn profile like come find me people and I didn't know any of these secrets so let's get started so Pam LinkedIn then great tool for job job search and kind of when you are on the lookout for a new role typically when clients come to you where are they at like 100% nor somewhere in the middle with how they've set their profile up yeah so this is this is I absolutely love talking about this this is probably going to end up being the longest episode but yeah when people come to me usually at the start of the job search they've they've usually made a really good effort to start job searching and then I'll go over to their profile and start looking at the things that they've done already now lots of people with their profile, when I go over to their profile, I can't see a profile picture. So that is the the first thing that that usually stands out. And that is a settings issue on LinkedIn. So you need to go into LinkedIn and you need to open up your profile so that everybody that wants to view your profile can see your profile and your picture. So obviously people get worried about security issues and things like that. But with your LinkedIn profile, it's a professional profile. Although it is a social media platform, you do want to keep it really professional and think, would I talk about this stuff in work? Things like that. So keep it really professional. And then it's okay for everybody to to be able to see that and for you to go into the settings and open it all up so that we can see your photo, see see your face, see what you're all about. And again... That's that's a really interesting one because straight away I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't have known that when I was job searching. And having used it, from a recruiter side. So when I've partnered with and consulted with businesses on recruiting senior leaders, I've used LinkedIn for recruitment. So now all of the stuff that you've said and probably what you're going to say makes total sense, but this is exactly the stuff that I did not know. It didn't, I had no, like I had a profile picture. So I assumed that everyone could see it because why would they not be able to? But yeah, I know. And then when I was recruiting, so many people I couldn't see a picture and and then you get that question then of are they actually on LinkedIn have they set up a profile and they're not really using it so yeah just such a simple thing yeah and I do think that as well because as as, if you are like looking for people or people have applied for positions and you're going through you do tend to click onto the profiles and then see have they got 
a photo. And if they haven't, you do question, are they active? Are they even bothered about setting up the profile? What is, it's almost, it's a personal branding thing, isn't it? You want them to see you. And that also then leads into the photo and what type of photo. Lots of clients will have a photo of them that is a cropped photo from like a night out. A lot of photos from the races. I don't know why people tend to crop photos from when they've been to the races, but you don't, what you want to do is you want to come across really professional. So you want your profile picture to be a head and shoulder shot and you want, you want to wear what you'd wear for work. So even if it's a really casual workplace or whatever, think what will make me look smart on this picture because first impressions really do count. And that's why I would say don't crop a picture from the races or a night out or something like that because that shows you how socializing, which is fine, is allowed to, but you want people to get that impression of how will you come across in the workplace. And that is what you're thinking. When you're clicking onto book Instagram, totally different platforms totally different experiences but on LinkedIn you want to show people you're professional and give them that instant confidence that that you can do the job that they're looking at at you for I'm I'm laughing as you say that for two reasons one because back when I was employed my LinkedIn profile picture was cropped from a picture of me at a wedding (laughs) because I'd had my hair and makeup they were all, didn't I? And secondly, because when I was recruiting, I once came a pic- across a picture of somebody who was in a hotel room in front of a mirror doing a selfie phone obscuring his face. And I was like, what are you doing? This is not Tinder. Seriously. And he was clothed just to make that clear. Yeah, he was presumably away with work somewhere and like it genuinely looked like he was sending a picture to be like, oh, look, I'm all dressed smartly. But you actually, you, the only bit you couldn't see was his face. You could see the bed in the background. You could see the mirror. It was just, yeah, not, not <laughs> a good look. Let's put it that way. And, and that's the thing because you want people to go on there and instantly get that real sense of confidence that, that you are ready for work, that you, you're professional, that, that, like how you come across in the workplace. So that's really important. That's always the first thing. And then the second thing is around the cover picture as well, because lots of people will leave that blank. And when you leave that blank, it's almost, it makes your profile feel quite cold, that gray kind of wiggly kind of. And this is that kind of banner picture, isn't it? That's at the top. So I think, again, I didn't even have a clue that that was a thing when I was employed, but there's two separate pictures that you can update. So one is your profile picture, which is your face. And then when you look at LinkedIn on the app or on desktop, then there's a separate picture that kind of sits behind that across the top of the profile. Yeah. And with that as well, you don't need to spend too much time on creating an image for that. You can simply use a picture of the the organization that you're currently working at you can you can just put something on generic or you can use like canva or something like that canva have got loads and loads of different templates that you can use and adapt and say for example you are a project manager you might want to pull out some of your key skills as a project manager and display them on that banner but the main thing is just keep it really simple really clean and it's just like it just brightens up your profile so you don't need to kind of go over the top with it but it's just something just to kind of brighten up your profile and just make it look like you've made an effort on there yeah and then 
as you move, I mean, there's so, so much, so much. I'm like, what, what do we talk about next? But there's, there's loads of different things. And just before we move into like the rest of the profile, one of the questions that I get a lot is, should I get LinkedIn premium? Because as soon as you start using LinkedIn more actively, you'll get prompted by LinkedIn to sign up for LinkedIn premium. So my answer to that is usually get your profile set up first and get going with your job search. And you can start making connections with LinkedIn premium. You can send messages. You get, I think you get about 15 email messages a month so that you can then contact people that you're not connected with. But what I always say is try and connect with those people first anyway. And it's not a a total necessity in your job search, but it does help. It it gives you that extra little bit. It's almost like greasing the wheels, isn't it, of, of your job search. If if you if it fits within your budget, then there's a whole load of stuff that sit behind that. You can send messages to people you're not connected with. You get access to LinkedIn Learning. There's a there's a whole range of things. But the key thing is, in the first stages of your job search, don't get overwhelmed with it. Just set up your profile and then make an informed decision as to whether those extra things will be useful for you in your job search. So. The next thing I think which is really key in setting up your profile, when recruiters and hiring managers are looking for you on LinkedIn, they'll do a search. You'll, um, If you've got the right keywords on your profile, which we'll come on to, you'll come up in those searches. Now, the first thing they can then see is your headline. So your headline on LinkedIn, and that's the, that's the wording that sits underneath your name on LinkedIn. And if you've not updated it, it will just be your job title. So it will be, LinkedIn will automatically populate that with your current or your your most recent job title. So you can go into that and you can change it and you can update it. And what I usually say to people is make sure that you've got the job title of the job that you're looking for in that headline. Lots of people, when they become immediately available, will just put immediately available. That is a nightmare for a recruiter because you will obviously I have other keywords in your profile that will bring you up in searches but then it's 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 a lot of work for a recruiter to click into every profile so you want to show what what you do so I usually say put on your job title and uh, you can say what you specialize in and then you can put on other job titles that would be similar or relevant as, as keywords and you can use fence posts to separate them out and if you go over onto my LinkedIn profile, then you'll be able to see those small lines that I've used to separate my keywords. They're they're the fence posts and you can use them to to separate yours. And you can then also put in as a keyword immediately available because that way a recruiter or a hiring manager can see exactly what you do. And then they can also see that you're, you're available. If you just put immediately available, then they've got to do the hard work of finding out what you're available for and actually if you just put immediately available they may not even find your profile in the first mm. place so when i'm partnering with a, a normally a founder-led sme and they want to be more economical with how they're targeting job seekers so they don't want to pay recruitment fees Typically, what I will do when I'm consulting with them is I will use LinkedIn and I will search for people that I will then show to the hiring manager and say, okay, off the basis of what role you told me you want recruiting, here's some profiles to have a look at. 
you tell me, you have a look at them and you tell me which ones you want me to have a look at. And when I'm searching, I think it's really important as well, that point you said about set your profile up for the role you want rather than the role that you've got. Because people often will put the job title of the job that they've currently got. But when I'm searching, I'm searching for a role that I'm recruiting or that I'm suggesting that a client might want to get in touch with. And what I'll be doing is searching for the things that my client has said they want for this role. So if you've just got immediately available in your headline, I'm not going to be searching for immediately available. I'm going to be searching for skills. I'm going to be searching for job titles. So people who are already in that role. And that doesn't mean you're going to be excluded if you're not currently in that role, but your profile won't even come up. It won't be somebody, you won't be somebody I'll find and I'll share that profile with my client unless you've actually got that stuff within your profile. And again, all of this is stuff that I've learned on the other side. When I was employed, I didn't have this podcast episode to help me out. And I wish I had. Who knows? I may never have been self-employed. I may have just stayed in employment and been headhunted left, right and centre if I'd known how to set my LinkedIn profile up. Well, I'm glad that you didn't know how because <laughs> otherwise we wouldn't be podcasting right now, would we? So it all worked out for the best. But I think what you just said there is like from that other side where you are the recruiter and you're looking for things that your client needs to see or would like to see before they invite somebody for an interview. And that's where it's really key to have that information on there. So you know, on the about section, LinkedIn automatically populates your about section when you add that on. On and we'll give you a little bit of blurb based on the job titles and things that you've put in there. LinkedIn will give you a little bit of a paragraph of information. But what you want to do is write your own. So you want to make sure that it's really clear what you what you can do and what you can deliver for employers. And you want to be writing that from the point of view of almost like expect the reader of your profile to be somebody who's looking to invite you for an interview or looking to employ you. So what do they need to see? from you what is relevant for the jobs that you're interested in or that you're applying for and that's go on sorry <laughs> and I think what's what's really important is to a know the difference between the about section and the experience section so the experience yeah. section is where you put your current or previous roles and you list them and you can put can put blurb into those but the about section is the separate section that sits further up your profile before people even scroll down to your experience section. And I think you're so right about the importance of creating something within there that is going to speak to the people who you want to be recruiting. And again, from the recruiter side, so many times I've gone into profiles and looked and it'll be in the third person of so-and-so is an experienced project manager or whatever, like show your personality in your about section, show a bit of who you are, what you're about that goes beyond your experience. You've got all that space below for your experience section, speak yeah. to the recruiter, speak to the hiring managers, show a bit of yourself in the about section. So how do you suggest people go about putting something because that's not something that you you don't tend to do that really on a cv what what would you suggest people include in that section specifically yes. so on that section so and recently 
LinkedIn increased the character count in that section as well. So now you can get 2,600 characters as opposed to the 2,000 that it originally was. So you've got that little bit more space as well to to write about what you bring. And I think the, the key thing is remembering that the first two lines or the first, say the first two or three sentences are what are going to be visible when you come up in a search. So obviously a headline will be visible, but then you'll also be able to see like the first two sentences of what you write. So that's where you want to write about what, what you bring. So how can you summarize what you do in those two sentences? And then you can lead into things that you've delivered, things that you're most proud of. You can talk about the, the type of workplaces that you enjoy working in, the type of people that you enjoy working with, you can talk about the type of leader that you are. There's loads of different things that you can write about. You can talk about what you're passionate about as well. For example, if you work in customer experience, then you might want to talk about your passion for customer experience and things that you're proud of that you've delivered within that arena. And you can, every about section should be different. So there's no right or wrong way to write it. But if you can get across in those first two sentences, you know, what, what you do, what you can deliver, that, that makes it easier for people to judge whether your, your profile is one they want to click onto or not. And then within the rest of the profile, you want, you want to lead into what, what you bring, but also what you're most proud of, what you've delivered, some of your key achievements. You might even want to talk about some of your key skills. If you're immediately available, you might want to talk about that and the type of roles that you're looking for. And you can then invite people to send you a DM or if you want to put your email address on there for people to contact you via email. But what I usually say to people is the best way is just say, if you if you want to get in touch, drop me a DM on LinkedIn because then you can manage it all in the same place and the people have found you on LinkedIn. So it makes it a bit easier. And I think that's really helpful advice, especially the the bit about kind of the types of roles that you are looking for. Obviously, not everybody can be kind of out and explicit about the fact that they're looking for roles. But I think to give a flavor of the types of roles that you want to work in, the types of businesses that you want to work for, your values. So values often, we we were talking previously about how people talk about being aligned with company values. So talk about the types of values that are the things that are important to you. So if you want opportunities where you're going to be able to really contribute on the basis of, for example, um, innovative companies or a fast growing company or a well-established company. If the things that are important to you for the role or the type of business, then include that in there because what that does is creates that kind of resonance straight away when somebody's reading it they're kind of like oh yeah we've got this is the type of opportunity we've got or this is the kind of business that we've got and they get a flavor for who you are above and beyond just your skills and experience and what have you they they get that feel of there's there's a sense of fit just from reading it yeah, definitely. And I think if you can do that within within your profile, and it's always good as well, once you've written out the information that you want to include, get somebody to read it and say, how does that grab you? Does that give you the right impression of me? Or is that quite bland and boring? Because sometimes, because we're not 
away well when when you're in the corporate world you you will move jobs a certain number of times but it's not often a lot of times so every time you're back to square one with your job search the market's changed things have changed you've changed and you've got to relearn those processes and sometimes talking about yourself that's something that people really struggle with so trying to write a really upbeat about section and what I bring and what my values are and what I can deliver for your company and what I'm most proud of sometimes that can be quite difficult to write because it's not something that you're used to writing so if you get all of your ideas down on a page and then ask somebody that you trust to read it and say what impression does this give you is this upbeat does this make you want to think oh I need to meet this person connect with us ask us we'll we'll tell you (laughs) yeah I'm I'm way too I'm so nosy I'm just like I want to read I want to read the about sections when people have listened to this podcast and given it a bash so yeah absolutely I'm I'm up for that people want to connect with me on LinkedIn and ask me what I think of their about section I'm I am down with that yeah same and we'll always give you the honest feedback as well and tell you tell you what what we think so so yeah definitely do that and then that also like kind of moves me on to the experience section which is another opportunity to show what you have delivered in previous roles but a lot of people will just copy and paste the bullets from their cv and you miss a massive opportunity to show what you delivered above and beyond in that role. So you want to give a summary. So I think you get 1,300 characters in the experience section, but that doesn't mean you have to use all 1,300 characters. It doesn't mean you have to kind of cram everything you can into there. But what it does mean is that it's an opportunity for you to give a really good overview of what you delivered in that role. And again, talking about what you delivered, what you're proud of, what achievements you, you were able to to secure within those roles. Now, if you do that, it makes it easier to read. It humanizes you. So we're not just a list of bullet points. And it gives you that that extra little bit that <clears throat> it gives you that extra little bit that maybe you couldn't quite articulate on your CV because your CV is quite a formal document. And it allows you to just give that little bit more of an insight about what you delivered. And when it's easy to read, it's like, this is brilliant. Like, this is somebody we need to meet. This is like, it's really conversational. It's really punchy. It's really giving me that insight into this person. And that's that's what you want to be thinking about. Is this really punchy? Is it giving me an insight? Think of yourself as the employer, like, as you're reading through it, like, what do I want to know? And where you're talking about in that experience section where you went above and beyond in your role, that's great. Because as an employee, like, wow, this person is amazing value for money as you kind of reason through that. So that is what you need to be thinking of. So rather than just thinking of cramming in a loads of bullet points, just think of a really nice paragraph or split out into a few smaller paragraphs of what you have, what you've done and delivered for each role. And I think, again, like many of the things, that is something I wish I'd known. And in particular, I think it really highlights that difference between the CV as the more kind of formal, traditional document. And your LinkedIn profile is, it's not casual, it's not completely informal, but it's kind of you at a networking event rather than kind of suit and boots and interview kind of mode it's just that it's still professional 
but it's more human and there's more space for a bit of perhaps the storytelling. And that 1300 characters is per experience section. It's not in total. So you can use a little bit more to highlight different elements. Whereas if you listen to our episode on ECV, which we'll link to in the show notes, then when you do that, you are really, unless you were at a senior exec level, our, our guidance was to try and keep it to two pages and even at a senior level, probably three. So realistically, LinkedIn gives you more space to express yourself, more humanity, more of that kind of personality as opposed to your CV, which is more of that formal, very kind of experience and achievements based. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. Definitely would agree with that. And I think it is that opportunity just to show that when you're just words on a page, it can be quite difficult to really show what, what you can bring. And if you can, if you can just kind of go that extra mile and just be able to give them that information that really kind of humanizes you and makes them think this is the kind of person that we'd want to meet, what they're talking about, what they've delivered. This would be really useful in our organization. And that then that just makes you more appealing to them and more likely for them to ask you in for an interview. It also means that you will get headhunted through LinkedIn because people will go onto your profile and when I've headhunted for different roles in the past, I've gone onto people's profiles and we're like, it's really conversational and like, you're like, wow, this person's great. I just want to speak to this person anyway, even if they're not actually actively looking, like I want to speak to this person because they look really interesting and really align with my clients. So just want to give them that really nice impression of you. And that question then, which you raised there, how explicit should people be on their LinkedIn profile about whether they're looking for work? So if they're currently in employment, then they're probably going to not want to kind of publicly say, I'm looking for work. But there might be situations where people are not working and they are immediately available what what's your guidance for the different types of situations that people might find themselves in about how explicit they should be yeah so this is this is one that comes up often as well and i think we'll cover this more in the next episode but i'll just touch on it briefly now just so that people know what what they need to do but what you need to think about is if you are employed in a role and you don't want anybody to know that you're looking for a job, then obviously you would steer away from putting on the open to work. You would put you wouldn't put anything about being available for work and you wouldn't put anything about looking for work on there. But one thing that you can do is you can use your profile on a regular basis. So you can you can be liking other people's posts, you can be commenting, you can be active on the platform and as long as your profile is up to date, so it can be up to date based on your current role. You can even have a picture in on the cover picture of the company that you work at. But what you want to think about is having that profile completely up to date, because if a recruiter lands on your profile, like I was just talking about, if if it's up to date and it's talking their language, like this is somebody that would be ideal for my client. And then they go to your activity section and see that you are active on the platform. They are more likely to message you about an opportunity. If they go to your activity section, 
you've not done anything, you've not liked anything, you've not commented on anything for, for months, then the chances of you responding to a message are probably a lot lower. So they might they might take the chance if you look perfect for them, but equally they might just think you're not active and move on to the next person. Because when you think about it, when you're searching for specific people, you're getting lists of hundreds and thousands. So that's your opportunity to stand out by just being active. And then if you are unemployed and you, you're ready to kind of put yourself out there, then you've got the open to work banner. You can use your headline. So obviously you would put the job title that you're looking for and what you specialize in and then immediately available at the end of that is a keyword or keywords. And then you can put in your about section, the type of roles that you're looking for, and you can be really explicit with that as well. And they're probably the, the key thing. So if you if you're in a job and you don't want anyone to know, then just be active and make sure you're up to date. And if you're out of work, then you can be really explicit. And another thing that you can do, whether you, you're employed or, or whether you're not at the moment, is think about the skills section as well. So you can pick up to 50 skills. Um, you I mean, you don't need to necessarily put 50 skills, but there's a section on LinkedIn where you can select the skills. And that is also another way of people finding your profile. So things like if you work in sales, there's a whole range of keywords around sales that you can add on there that mean that you've got more chances of your profile coming up in those recruiter searches. So you can go through the profile. And what we'll do in the next episode is we'll talk you through how to make the most use of it, how to really kind of attract people to your profile once you've got it all set up and ready to go and how to use it to your advantage in your job search. Perfect. And I think there's also, it's worth mentioning, there is also a setting if you are looking for work, but you're employed, there is a setting in the background where you can show to recruiters that you are looking for work, but you don't use that kind of open to work option publicly. And if you Google that setting, you'll find the instructions for how to do that. Because certainly if people are using the recruiter version of LinkedIn, then you can see who's open to kind of being approached without them having to use the open to work banner or kind of state on your headline or publicly that you are looking for a new role. So... Perfect. There's loads for people to be going on with there. And like you say, we will be back with another episode that looks then at, okay, once you've got your profile set up, how do you go about using LinkedIn as part of your job search strategy? How do you maximize the chances that you're going to be having conversations with recruiters, hiring managers, be found for the right roles, get those interviews. So for now, go complete your profile, send us a DM, ask us to give you the feedback. We are so nosy. We're definitely waiting for some of those messages to arrive in our inbox. And we will be back next time with the guidance on next steps. Thanks for joining us. And we look forward to catching you again. Exciting news from us. If you're an ambitious leader or manager earning 50K or more, and you're ready to take your career to the next level, we have an opportunity for you. Introducing Catalyst Career Club, your secret weapon for unlocking career success. As a member, you'll get access to monthly live training sessions, exclusive job opportunities, and 
and the ability to get personalized advice from us on your toughest career challenges. We've helped thousands of driven leaders like you secure significant pay rises, land dream roles and thrive in their careers. And now we want to support you in achieving your most ambitious career goals too. Membership is just $6.99 per month with no contract or tie-in. And as a special bonus for being our podcast listeners, you can use the code podcast at checkout to get your first month for just one pound. Head over to PamelaLangan.com forward slash Catalyst Career Club to sign up now and we'll see you inside.